Hi and welcome back to the Shining Light Podcast. Today, we're shining light on self-control. So, I hope you're doing well. I hope that you enjoyed the last episode and that you learned something new from the episode. That was episode the episode about trusting God. It came out like at the end of March. I hope that you like learned something from that episode. Like I said in the episode, um, of course, if you want to go back and have a listen, please feel free. But like I said in the episode, that was a really like um, personal episode. And it's very much related to like what I'm living and learning right now. So like, yeah, I hope that you learned something from that. But I think it's also just nice to just, for me personally, to just talk about things that are just relevant like not even what's it's, the word's not relevant but just things that are like happening in quote and unquote real time for me so that was a really nice episode for me to just talk about like the difficulties of trusting God and yet with you despite that the significance and the necessity of trusting God because it's very much a necessity to trust God especially in this day and age it's very much a necessity to trust God so um any life updates from me since then not much really like um yeah I think anything I've been learning recently I think something I've been learning is like I shouldn't compare myself or compare my journey um with other people and I shouldn't like especially when it comes to things like purpose and calling and all of that I shouldn't compare like my journey with um someone else because like they've got their journey and I've got my journey and I know I say that a lot but I think it's just something that I need to I need to remember because it's one thing to remember something it's another thing to actually like live it out so yeah I need to like not be comparing myself with other people um yeah something else that I learned recently was about like fear and anxiety and I think this ties in really well with that whole um with the whole thing of trusting God so I was in a situation where I was very much afraid um and it wasn't like um like it wasn't like you know massively I wasn't like it wasn't like a situation you don't have to be worried for me basically but I was just in a situation where I was afraid right and then after that I was kind of like I don't even remember if I was like okay thank you god for this situation like god what are you trying to teach me through this situation but I was just like very still in the sense of I like calm down and then I was just like okay like you know when you just take a deep breath and you're like okay so um God was like speaking to me and um he was telling like I say God was speaking to me I was speaking with God God was speaking to me but what I got was um we should put things that scare us at God's feet rather than put them on our shoulders so when I say this I mean like okay you know when people say like oh you know they're struggling or they're carrying xyz on that situation on their back you know they're lugging this situation around with them and all that stuff so they kind of put this emphasis on like they are taking on the weight of that situation of that fear of that anxiety that they're holding right 
but the bible says like cast your burdens onto the lord um for he cast your work what is it cast your burdens onto the lord for he cares for you let me just get that verse um cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you cast your burden upon the lord and he'll sustain you so you know jesus the bible says that we should take those things like to jesus take those worries take those concerns to god right like we shouldn't just keep them on ourselves so my what i learned from the situation or something god revealed to me was that we should like take things to jesus to god's feet so what does this mean like in the sense as in so when we i don't know how to describe this it made sense it makes sense i'm trying to like describe it so okay if you think about like humans in comparison to god like if you imagine what god would look like like this is just obviously like yeah but if you just imagine what god would look like i imagine god like sitting on a throne like a very mighty throne like billions and more like so much taller than me like sitting on a throne highly exalted etc so when i imagine myself like casting my cares onto him i imagine me like casting them at his feet because you know how in the in revelation i think it says that the like 24 elders cast their crowns at the feet of god let me like just google this to make sure that this is correct okay okay yeah i think the reason i got this imagery was um revelation 4 10 says the 24 elders fall down before him he was seated on the throne and worship him who live he lives forever they can't forever and ever they cast their crown before the throne saying then verse 11 says worthy are you O lord our god to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and etc so i just like got that image of like god is on a throne so when i'm casting something before god i.e like casting my burdens my worries onto god it's like i'm taking them off my heavy shoulder or taking them off my weak shoulders taking those heavy burdens off my weak shoulders and casting them at the feet of god because obviously like if god like i say imagine god like in your head or imagine what like god would look like i guess in your head i imagine him like super tall like even on this throne in heaven like super tall then i'm just like coming towards him um like with these burdens on my shoulder and when i take them off my shoulders they fall at his feet because they are small to him not in the sense of he doesn't care about them but in the sense of he is so much mightier than our worries and he's so much mightier than our burdens and he's so much bigger and greater and stronger than our anxieties can ever be so when we take our worries to him and when we take them off our shoulders we put them at his feet and he's able to just sort it out just like that and it's because he's so much mightier than us and to us these burdens will seem massive that's why we have to lug them on our shoulders that's why we have to carry them on our shoulders because they're so big to us but to god we can just cast them at his feet we can just cast them at his feet and know that they are at his feet and he will sort them out and he will deal with them so like take those worries to god's at his feet rather than put them on yourself put that rather than putting them on your shoulders but that's something that god showed me recently that i wanted to share as well so moving on this is not a reflections episode but that was just something i wanted to share just just because 
but moving on so shining light on self-control i pray that as we go into this episode that and as we go through this episode that god will give us wisdom about how to live a life of self-control and just how to actually yeah how to live a life of self-control i pray that he'll help us to live lives of and with self-control in jesus name amen so let's get started the bible verse of today is galatians 5 22 to 23 and of course If you listen to that episode series about the fruits of the spirit, then, and also the works of the flesh, then obviously I'm not just because of that, but you know, this verse will sound familiar to you. But it says, But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such there is no law. That was a new King James version. So, what is self control? You know me, I love to define things before I start talking about them because I think when you look at a definition or when you get a definition, then you know what you're talking about. That's just the easiest way, in my opinion, to go around addressing an issue or addressing a topic. So what is self-control? I would define self-control as the ability to control or I wrote down that the self-control is the ability to control yourself, the ability to control the flesh. What is the flesh? The flesh is our is. Yeah, the flesh is your like worldly desires or your selfish desires. Um, the desires that you have that aren't necessarily like godly or or the desires that you have that are very much like physical or tied to the world or tied to humanity. So what does this mean? I think people often think like oh you know the flesh is like bad and I think yes the flesh like you know in most contexts that we discuss the flesh is a bad thing because you know the what is it the bible says the lust of the flesh the wait the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh the pride of life and I think when in first john 2 9 if I'm not mistaken john was talking about like the evil thing basically and it first john two sixteen, john says for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but is of the world so like generally the lust is like just self no not the lust the flesh is basically just kind of like your selfish um desires right or things that you do to just like satisfy your body it's more to do with like your body so in the common english bible version that verse first john two sixteen says everything that is in the world the craving for whatever the body feels the craving for whatever the eyes see and the arrogant pride in one's possessions is not of the father but of the world so the lust of the flesh could be described as craving for whatever the body feels so the flesh is like the body right so it's like it can't it's not i don't know like my i think like i said in most contexts like yes the flesh is a bad thing but I think also like when you eat food you know (laughs) like you're eating to kind of like satisfy the flesh but sometimes people commit sins against their body and that is also like something to fulfill their flesh but that's a bad that's you know sinning against your body is a bad thing but eating a meal you know as in gratitude like whatever is not a bad thing 
So I think, like, of course, you know, recognise that I'm not saying your human body is a bad thing, nor is the Bible saying your human body is a bad thing. But it's just, like, when you, like, live to, or when a person lives to just fulfil their body and they don't, like, take care of the spirit in them, then that's when it's, like, "Mm, you need to check yourself and, (laughs) like, work to do all. Yeah, like, do more for your spirit than your flesh like feed your spirit more than your flesh kind of thing or satisfy your spirit more than your flesh so yeah um self-control is also i think it also is to do with being able to prioritize and being able finally being able to resist the the desire to do something bad instead of oh self-control is being able to resist the desire to do something bad to instead choose to do something good so I I think the most common thing I would associate self-control with is lust, so lust of the flesh and the kind of lust because I think like lust isn't just to do with like um sexual sin, but I think it's lust can also to do, be to do with like when people steal it because they like have a lust or a desire for something that's not there sometimes or often that's sometimes that's the case when people um I don't know do other things like sometimes that can be derived from lust but the kind of lust that I'm using in this context in regards to self-control is like sexual lust so like um wanting to maybe I don't know how to describe this like can do you know what I mean when I say like sexual lust do I have to define this because I don't really know how to define that but basically just like you know sexual morality kind of thing yeah so um yeah I think that's the like most that's that's what I would kind of use to explain or um quote unquote explore this topic of self-control I think like self-control when it comes to lust or just self-control in general it's one of these things of like it's really about discipline at the end of the day and being able to say like or to a large yeah to a large degree it's about discipline at the end of the day and being able to say like "Mm, no I'm going to put the bible or I'm gonna put god over my body or I'm gonna put what god says over what my body wants and I think like it's difficult because when you're in a habit of just doing what you want when you want to suddenly exhibit self-control is a hard thing because if you want to do let's say because if you want to like do an act you know if you want to like do an act right and like you know your body feels like you have to do this thing and you're used to just doing kind of what your body wants or what your body quote-unquote tells you to do if you're suddenly like oh no I have to act in self-control that can be really difficult to do I don't know about you but for me like that's something that has I have found difficult so it's like one of those things that like it's habitual like the more you or the when you have a habit of just doing what your body wants to suddenly like not do it out of self-control or to suddenly like resist that out of self-control can be quite difficult 
and it's kind of that thing of oh the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak so using things like lust again if you're used to like I don't want to use anything like too deep but also I'm like I don't want to also trivialize something that or yeah I don't want to like trivialize something significant but like um if you're used to like okay let me use something a little bit euphemistic (laughs) if you're used to like picking up the phone at a certain time of night and you know you know that you'll be able to like message a person and they'll meet you kind of thing if you can like get what I'm if you can decode what I'm saying here like if you're used to doing that but suddenly it's like okay let's say you have decided okay you want to get closer to God or you've um God has revealed to you like you need to stop this kind of lifestyle it's not helpful for you etc and you suddenly are like okay I need to now act in self-control it's like your spirit is willing to you know stop doing these things that are not good for it and to stop doing these things are hindering you knowing God and hindering God from like fully working in you as he could or fully like using you as he could your spirit is willing to do all that but your flesh is very much like I want to pick up the phone you know so we have like these desires we have these like and not just to do with loss like we have these desires to like live comfortable lives you know self-control often makes maybe not often but self-control can sometimes make us do things that are uncomfortable fasting you know isn't I keep saying you know and I hate that fasting isn't the most isn't the easiest thing so I'm talking about fasting from food because I think that's the most common type of fasting that a lot of people do anyway so fasting isn't the easiest thing to do but you but because you have the desire to eat like you wake up you want to eat breakfast at lunchtime you want to have lunch you want to have your dinner you want to have your snack you know like fasting I keep saying you know but fasting is like okay I'm not going to eat that or I'm not going to eat because I want to pray for today something like that but we have this desire to eat our food so it's kind of it's like the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak and I think um self-control or like exhibiting self-control but I think exhibiting self-control can also be probably the most difficult when we are tempted so um if like again using maybe like the fasting example um, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you're fasting, right? And like, let's say fasting from food again. And, you know, you're starving, hungry. Like, you are so hungry. And you're like, you know what, God, I'm sorry. I'm just going to eat. I can't do it. And like, you're tempted. But you kind of, you have to exhibit some self-control and be like, no, my spirit is more powerful than my flesh in this situation. And you have to just kind of, obviously, you know, like how, um, what is it how people's health histories and health backgrounds differ so I'm just but I'm just using this as like a general like scope kind of thing I'm just using this as a general example but of course people's like health um situations differ so you know I'm not asking you to do anything dangerous please don't think that I am um but in those kinds of scenarios where you're fasting and it's like I just want to give up now you kind of have to exhibit some self-control and be like, okay, the spirit is more, I'm not going to let the flesh dictate to my spirit here. And to do with like fasting, um, I think something I wrote ages ago that um, is very relevant actually 
um, to this whole discussion about self-control and fasting and actually lust as well. I wrote it in my notes page ages ago, so I'm just going to like read it out or kind of summarise it. But basically, um, uh, I learned from a sermon the other day that fasting, fasting from food specifically in this context, can help someone overcome lust. The con- rationale is that when we can eat but don't, i.e. because we're fasting, we are telling our bodies that our desires don't control us and we are training ourselves to not just jump at the command of our fleshly desires, which is a really good thing. So a sermon like taught me this and I was thinking of a sermon, that, that sermon, and like I came up with this whole idea or I, this whole thing kind of connected in my brain, like God just made it connect. So let's say that hunger is lust, right? So I'm talking about like sexual lust, but this can also be things that other, like not everyone struggles with lust. Like let's actually be honest, not everyone struggles with lust. Um, Some people, it could be you spend a little bit too much time on TikTok. It's a a real thing. It's actually a real thing. Um, For some people, you spend too much time in entertainment. For some people, you've been wanting to maybe give up secular music for so long but because you know that it's not helping your life or certain kinds of secular music let me say maybe and you say and you know that it's not helping your life but that's really really difficult for you or some people um you want to stop like gossiping but you know that's been really difficult for you some people you want to change your attitude change your conduct that's been difficult for you um even like food in itself like gluttony is actually a thing like um again I recognize like trigger warning um but I recognize that eating disorders and stuff like that are um also are thing are like definitely things that exist but also like some people it's genuinely just bad habits not not I'm not talking about eating disorders here I'm talking about like people that just have bad habits of like maybe eating inappropriate amounts not in like a rude way just in a sense of like maybe that's something derived from childhood from background I don't know from maybe just greed but gluttony is actually like a not a thing that is good gluttony is actually a bad thing so these are also areas that have to do with self-control so like kind of substitute that for lust if you'd like to but in this notes page I was talking about lust specifically So let's say that the hunger, you know, when you're fasting is like lust, right? And the food is fulfilling that lust, i.e. picking up that phone and calling that person. Wink, wink, if you get what I mean. So um, if one is hungry, that means they want to eat food. You know what I mean? And they technically can eat, i.e. they technically can pick up the phone and, you know, you know. And other people around them might just tell them to eat whenever they are hungry and just do whatever whenever they like because, you know, it's your body, etc. And it's normal for those people who maybe aren't in God to just, quote unquote, eat whenever they want because they don't see the food as like you know this um as something set apart or as something that has to come at an appointed time but as christians we know that that food can do a lot more than make a person lose their birthright if you get what i mean 
But it's true that sometimes we too can get hungry. We live in human bodies, we live in bodies, you know, we can sometimes feel a certain type of way. So with that, we have a choice, however. Like we have a choice to make based on the wisdom that we have as Christians. Do we A, fulfill the hunger, if you can get what I mean, and do that probably because everyone is looking at us a bit weird and we don't want to look weird and we're hungry anyway so might as well just do what we want to do and like get full you know from our meal or do we be stand firm in the face of embarrassment i.e the embarrassment from not eating when you want to eat again if you can follow the example that i'm giving um you'll get what i mean and say like okay yes you know my tummy might be rumbling because I'm so hungry or whatever but and I can eat now but I'm going to choose i.e I'm going to exhibit my self-control I'm going to prioritize I'm going to control myself I'm going to control my flesh I'm going to choose to eat later at the right and appointed time because the food will be much better and without the guilt of breaking my fast earlier than I intended so I hope that you got that very like <laughs> euphemistic um, example that I gave but basically just to say like fasting if you want to genuinely in real terms if you want to learn how to gain self-control fast I'd say like if you want to start small you can fast from like social media maybe if you have social media because not even everyone has social media to so be fasting from social media but if you want, you can like fast from social media, you can fast from food, you can do it. Like, I think, I think when people think fasting, they think you have to go and live on a mountain for seven days and just like not eat or drink water. Like, I mean, for some people that might be their fast. For other people, it might just be you don't eat breakfast that day. And instead, the time that you eat breakfast, if you normally eat breakfast at like, let's say 7am, um, you pray, you know, so like you could just start small but I'd say like fasting is a really good way to learn self-control and you can pray about anything that's on your heart at that time or you could also just pray like god please give me self-control like through this fast help me to gain self-control or whatever you'd like to pray about but I like take it from me when I say like fasting definitely helps with self-control And particularly for people that have struggled or do struggle with um, lust. And I'm talking about like sexual lust, but also just like, I guess I would say, yes, of course, it's applicable to other kinds of things and other areas where um, we need self-control. But particularly for people that have struggled with or do perhaps struggle with like lust and sexual lust specifically, fasting is a very powerful tool it's a very good way to say to your body basically like body you don't control me because yes god gave us a body but god made it so our bodies stay on earth and our spirit our spirits our souls go to heaven and i don't remember where i saw this quote or if i saw this quote or if i made it up i'm not sure i think i saw it somewhere but it was kind of saying like um our bodies, I think I saw it on Pinterest actually, and it was saying like, oh, our bodies want to do whatever they want because they stay on earth and don't bear the consequences or something, but our spirits go to, 
I'm butchering the quote, but basically it was saying like our bodies don't go to heaven, so our bodies are just concerned with things on the earth. So our bodies are going to say, okay, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that, do this. And they're fine because they're, they will stay on earth. When the Lord calls us home, you know, they stay on earth. They don't go with us. They just stay here. So they're just concerned with the quote unquote four corners of the earth. Obviously, I know the earth is not a cube concerned with the four corners of the earth. But our spirits, our spirits often are the ones that bear, kind of bear the consequences of our sins. So, you know, you'll feel guilt. You might feel shame, you might feel like condemnation and all these things after sinning. But of course, remember, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Um, he did not work according to the flesh. He did not work according to the flesh, but according to the spirit of God. What is it? Romans 8, 1, right? Um, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So walk according to the spirit. You know, our spirit, our soul goes to be with the Lord. What does the Bible say? God says all souls are mine. So our spirit, our souls, has a, they have a high, it has a higher calling than our bodies. So yes, take care of your human body. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying, you know, starve yourself, nor am I saying, um, you know, do things that make your body unhappy. But I am saying if where there's a conflict between your body and your spirit, follow your spirit. Or where there's a conflict between your body and the word of God, follow the word of God. Because the word of God will fill your spirit and satisfy your spirit. And that's what matters more than satisfying your fleshly desires. So, yeah, fasting is a way to, like, show your flesh, like, he's in charge. Like, it shows that, um, you know, your body doesn't control you. And... I think sometimes I'm going to speak a little bit like candidly or a little bit like ooh, but I think sometimes like when it comes to especially things like um sexual sin it genuinely can feel as though like one's body like cannot cope without x y and z you know and um it can feel like you know if this doesn't happen oh my days they're gonna whatever like you know if like you could feel like you're gonna explode or whatever and it's like a very difficult thing but fasting um it shows you that very much so your body can <laughs> your body can go without those things it's just that it desires those things if you think of like a toddler let's say a three-year-old and a toddler wants to have like ice cream for breakfast. You know in like movies, yeah, when they always say like these, they always show these kids that want ice cream for bre- breakfast. Was that ever a thing? Because I really don't remember a time when I was like three or four, like when I was really young, that I ever said like, oh yeah, I really want ice cream for breakfast. But anyway, let's imagine a toddler wants ice cream for breakfast. A parent wouldn't really, shouldn't really, maybe but probably wouldn't give their toddler ice cream for breakfast because it doesn't really have nutritional value that a child probably should get before probably that a child should get before they start their day right so the parent knows that the child will not you know suffer if they don't get that ice cream for breakfast the ch- the parent knows that the child doesn't need ice cream for breakfast but the child the child also probably knows that they don't need ice cream for breakfast but let's say for the sake of argument the child thinks that they definitely need ice cream for breakfast they want ice cream and they need ice cream 
but the parent is like yeah no you don't need it you just want it so there's a difference between like your needs and your wants likewise your body might feel or might present itself to you quote unquote as though it needs sex in a way that god has not ordained it to be let's just say it out or your body might feel as though it needs to or your flesh might feel as though it needs to steal or your flesh might feel as though you need to just make that really snide comment all these things you might feel like you need to but you don't (laughs) you really really don't you might want to but you have to just this is the thing with self-control and like prioritizing even if you want to you have to think okay but is this beneficial is this going to really make a positive impact on my life and on my relationship with god you have to answer these questions for yourself and with self-control like i say i i cannot emphasize fasting enough maybe i'll do an episode on fasting who knows but um with that take little steps and even apart from fasting just in general to kind of teach yourself self-control take little steps this is something i've been trying to do it trying to do i did it this is something i've been trying to do i haven't been doing it very well but i have been implementing it so for example if you say that you're going to do something at 11 a.m do it because you're training your body to know that you keep your word if you've made a vow to yourself i say a vow if you said to yourself said to god i'm not going to let's say i'm not going to steal anymore i'm not going to lie anymore i'm not going to commit xyz act anymore i'm not going to etc anymore then you're you've made like a commitment you've made a desire you've expressed a word that you want to fulfill right so if you say for example like i'm now transposing that very like significant um let's say vow for the sake like quote unquote for the sake of ease i'll use the word vow like let's say that you've made that very significant vow so transposing that into your everyday life if you say that you're going to wake up at 8 a.m wake up at 8 a.m get out of your bed at 8 a.m because you're training your body to know that you keep your word if you say that you're not going to have sex before marriage anymore then like you're training your body to act in as in a way as though okay i'm not going to do this anymore so you're saying like you're putting your flesh under subjection i think there's a bible verse that says that put your flesh under um first corinthians 9 27 i believe this was paul i love paul he says um I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. That was the New Living Translation. But like discipline your body. I'm not saying do harm to your body. I'm not saying that. But discipline your body in the sense of like, you know, tell your body, speak to your body because it's a living thing. It's it's very much alive. Like, okay, I'm going, I'm not going to do this anymore. If you feels as though like your body has ever or if it feels i don't know how to say it like if you've been struggling with something like just say okay i say just say it but like actually mean it as well obviously but say you know you're not going to do that thing anymore because the spirit of the lord living in you is greater than your fleshly desires you know another way that people sometimes um use to like kind of improve their self-control is accountability partners 
so um sometimes that's like someone that in regards to like the whole like lust and sexual lust thing sometimes that's just the person whether that be a parent a friend a mentor etc a pastor whatever or whoever um it's someone that they can call up and just say like oh um you know they're feeling tempted or oh they are close to doing this kind of that kind of sin etc but also accountability partners can be like you know when you have like a gym buddy and it's like oh we're gonna meet at 6am to go to the gym when a per- another person is waiting on you you're probably gonna be more likely to do that thing that you already committed to do so that's just how, another way to like improve self-control um i want to share a few bible verses as well um proverbs 25:28 which says a person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls when you have no self-control just anything and anything can happen and that's not a good thing so yeah <laughs> and proverbs 5:23 which says he will die for lack of self-control he will be lost because of his great foolishness um i'm just going to read verse 22 and 23 an evil man is held captive by his own sins they are ropes that catch and hold him he will die for lack of self-control he will be lost because of his great foolishness so i think um when a person doesn't have self-control they can they are more susceptible to sin i think because it we already live in a sinful world we already live in these bodies that desire to do things contrary to the often desire to do things contrary to the word of god so well, more often than not i would say desire to do things that are contrary to the um word of god like i think it's paul he talks a lot about the war between the spirit and the flesh like oh the things i want to do i do not do but the things i do not want to do i do that kind of thing so when we don't have self-control we are even more susceptible to sin so at least gaining self-control and having self-control is a barrier to committing sin or at least it's one thing that makes committing sin a little bit harder for us and of course self-control is important because it's evidence of the holy spirit it's a fruit of the holy spirit and it just helps us in everyday life it helps us to have self-discipline it helps us to stop procrastinating etc so again with like the topic of temptation temptation puts your self-control under pressure so let's say you've gained the gift of self-control right or you've gained the fruit of self-control you started living out in self-control but temptation is a way that your self-control will be put under pressure and that is not a nice thing but you know um how do i say this like it's not a nice thing but the more you're tested the more you grow i would say like the more you are if you think about like actually yeah the more you're tested the more you grow yeah but james 1 2 to 3 says uh my brethren count it in all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience if you exercise that self-control that you have you will grow positively in like you can see the temptation and just say okay i recognize that this is a temptation but by the grace of god you know i'm not going to give into this temptation when you look at the example of jesus um when he was tempted by the devil 
during his fast, or was it after his fast? Was it just after his fast? Luke 4 1. Being tempted for 40 days by the devil, and in those days he ate nothing. So, yeah, I, when like Jesus was being tempted by the devil, in, um, you can see that in Luke 4 1, or Luke chapter 4, um, he obviously, evidently, exhibited self control by firstly um, not giving in to the temptation, i.e., to command the stones to become bread. But also he exhibited self-control to resist the devil. I think resisting the devil or resisting um, that temptation takes a lot of self-control because it's one thing to be tempted. It's another thing to kind of like flirt with temptation. It's another thing to just give in to temptation. So being tempted is like... I don't know if I want to use like a bit more of a serious example um so being tempted is like okay there is a scenario that arises where you can let's say sleep with a person that you shouldn't and you know yeah and then flirting with temptation is like um thinking about it and kind of like oh I don't I'm not too sure da 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 when the Bible clearly says, flee sexual immorality. Where does it say that? In 1 Corinthians 6, 18, it says, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. So there's that. And then giving into the temptation is like, of course, just giving into that temptation there. So like, there's a difference between that. Jesus, he noticed the temptation. He was tempted. But he didn't like flirt with the temptation in the sense of he didn't entertain temptation. Sometimes I think it's very easy to entertain temptation. And sometimes it's just because like we're either not strong enough. It happens. I've definitely experienced that. Like we're either not strong enough to just say no to the temptation completely. Or we just feel like kind of too tired to too like internally tired, not like physically tired to give in to give up the temptation or we just don't want to but jesus didn't like entertain the temptation he literally just like counted the devil straight up with the straight up straight away with the word and he was delivered from the temptation so james 4 7 just to conclude now um james 4 7 says therefore submit to god resist the devil and he will flee from you so you submit to god by using your free will to choose god right and with that also you are gaining but also exhibiting self-control because you are controlling yourself instead to submit to god rather than um, submitting to the devil to submit to God rather than giving into temptation. And as you do all of that, you'll be able to resist the devil. So as you submit to God, you are use and you use your free will to choose God, you're controlling yourself. You're controlling yourself, you're controlling your body and saying, no, we're going to do what God wants. And as you do that, you'll be able to resist the devil. So I hope that you learned something from this episode. I pray that God helps us all to flee sexual morality. I pray that God helps us also to just live lives of self-control. I pray that he helps us to put him above our flesh. 
in all ways in Jesus name and any of us who are struggling with any form of lack of self-control whether that be sexual sin whether that be stealing whether that be lying whether that be gossiping whether that be through our conduct or in any way shape or form I pray that God helps us to exhibit self-control I pray that he forgives us for our sins but I pray that he also helps us to choose him over our flesh in Jesus name and helps us to choose the godly way rather than the sinful way in Jesus name amen so something I started last episode was doing a song recommendation for each um like with each episode because you know I love that big playlist that I do every so often but um I want to actually do a song epi- song per episode so I'm thinking this is going to be kind of like a mellow song I haven't really gotten a song there's a song that's coming to mind um Okay, yeah, I'm going to choose the song Camp by Lord's Child, Montel Fish and Antoine Bradford. This song, it's on this album called Camp Lukewarm, I think. And I kind of want to just let you listen to it, but I'm also going to describe it. It basically describes this person's, I guess, journey of realising they're lukewarm and kind of taking the steps to no longer be lukewarm and I think the reason it this song fits with self-control is because I think self-control is one of those things that like it can it can easily be ignored or its significance can easily be ignored but self-control is a really key thing in a Christian life because if we don't have self-control I don't think a lot of us would be doing Christianity or I don't think a lot of us I don't think, for me anyway, let me speak for myself, if I didn't have self-control or if God didn't give me self-control, I don't know that I'd be doing what I'm doing. So I think with that, um, self-control can be taken for granted, but we shouldn't. And I think when we have self-control, we are less likely, like I said, when we have self-control, we're less likely to fall into sin doesn't mean we won't sin doesn't mean we won't be tempted just because we have self-control or just because we are able to control ourselves but I think self-control at least creates a resistance to sin anyway that's just a little bit of a description of the song and why I think it's relevant for this episode but also I just hope you enjoyed the song I absolutely love this song um it's one of those songs that's just really beautiful and really powerful so I hope that you really enjoy the song as well it came out like 2019-ish so I've been listening to it for a while I think it was 2019 or 2020 but it's just a really beautiful song and I think it's a lovely kind of modern psalm or like a modern um song of repentance and I think it's really beautiful and it's lo-fi which I also love so yeah I hope you learned something new yeah self-control I think one thing to remember is don't try and like I always say really random things when I try and um, exemplify this, but like, don't try and move like mountains with toothpicks in the sense of don't suddenly like, because self-control isn't just to do with your Christian life. Like I said, self-control very much, or I say your Christian life, self-control isn't just to do with your relationship with God. Self-control is very much like it permeates every aspect of life. It's in every aspect of life. It could be with going to the gym. It could be with, I laugh because it's very much true. 
but it could be with going to the gym it could be about learning that new skill that you've always wanted to learn but you've been putting off all these things like don't try and move mountains mountains with toothpicks like don't try and do everything in a day Rome wasn't built in a day you know Jesus himself he didn't start his ministry until age 30 so you know take things slowly um don't try and move mountains with toothpicks don't try and say okay I'm going to learn how to I don't know row a boat build a car um go to the gym every day and do all of this in 23 hours like no like just (laughs) take things slowly set realistic goals but set those goals with God um and ask God for the strength to live a life of and with self-control and don't be hard on yourself if you mess up there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus but for those there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk after the flesh but walk after the spirit so I'm not saying you know I'm not gonna say I'm not saying sin is good or anything but all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God so if like think you you go into a sin or whatever oh let me not say whatever but if you don't exhibit the self-control that you desired to don't condemn yourself because god doesn't condemn you go to god ask for forgiveness then actively turn away from that sin and yeah try again righteous man falls seven times but he still goes up but he rises again. What's that in Psalm? No, in Proverbs. For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. So if you fall, keep get up and keep going. And if you're going, keep going. And yeah, I hope you learned something new. And remember to keep shining your light.